Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. It is another hour of this fast-moving program coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I'm Brian Weber. We appreciate the company as we have been moving forward rapidly, but I give out the phone number for a reason. I am open now with the breaking news having been addressed. Understanding the audience always changes. You're in and out of the car. I'll get you all those details momentarily. But if you want to be a part of the show, it is 1-800-636-8686. In 20 minutes, more of your tweets. B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, perhaps an email at romanavatake.com. Garrett Ritt is working today. Two old guys. Like we are in the newsroom at the Washington Post with the teletype machines in the background. We're not Bernstein and what word, my man? We're Ben Bradley. We're the guy going, whoa, slow down. Hand me all the papers so I can squint on the air. Rid tells me, though, there are some good phone calls. I'm open to having that conversation in 20 minutes. I'm never going to bust open the monologue because the top of the hour is sacred, especially when I have this news to get to. So... I would appreciate your patience. You can be part of the show with a call coming up in 20 minutes, and we can do it in 40 minutes. We'll do it live. We've been doing it all live today. No guests in this hour. In fact, since we all have different approaches, and I find myself to be just that fascinating, only two guests today. The first one was timely. Wrapping up the last hour of the program as we talk football with Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com, coming up in the final hour of the show. Instant analysis of the breaking news in baseball. The deal not official yet, but being finalized. That Juan Soto is being dealt from the Nationals to the Padres. We'll get the expert opinion of Joe Sheehan, who's covered baseball for decades. Check out his fine work now at JoeSheehan.com and the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter. I mentioned my man Garrett Ripp, my former producer, one of many versions of the Brian Weber show that has been canceled, featured Garrett Ripp. He got promoted, left me. He's now part of the XR4TI. I'm hanging on to this microphone for dear life. But years ago, I had so little faith in Ritz that I always have a backup plan, a fail-safe. And today, because I thought there might be breaking news from the NFL, and remember, we're still on the Sean Watson appeal. Watch, 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 watch. With a deadline for the league to appeal the finding of federal judge Sue Robinson coming up on Thursday morning, I didn't have full faith and confidence in Ritz. So I brought in my phone because if I'm relying on Ritt, I'm going to have either a blank stare or a guy bebopping and dancing on the other side of the glass. Here is the problem. My cheap phone doesn't work inside these radical studios because we have so much electronic activity going on. It's like a crazy Eddie's. His prices are so low, they're insane. A Best Buy. So I didn't have the autonomy I thought. My man Ritt came through. But as I was thinking about Ritt, how do you think Ritt gets his news? Pony Express, probably. You're not on the bleeding edge of technology. And as I was driving in, thinking about Ritt and ways I could come up with how to articulate what era he would have shined in, well, Pony Express got me thinking, wouldn't Ritt be a great character on a Western? Out there with Haas? 
Back right. in 20 work. minutes. Game on as you're ranging through the Ponderosa. Game on. If Rip was a character on a Western, Bonanza if you like, Little House on the Prairie from my youth, Father Murphy featuring Merwin Olsen on NBC, a spinoff of Little House on the Prairie, <laughs> what would Rip's character be named? I will go first. It's always something with a degree of irony. How about Curly, right? See, you're bald. You have no hair. Okay. Thank you, Garrett Ritt. You actually did something. You can take the rest of the program off. Let's start with the Soto news. Although, as I glance at the monitor, everybody else is going with the Dolphins first. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Soto, I mentioned, to the Padres. The deal has been finalized, according to MLB Insider for ESPN, Jeff Passan. We'll talk about the implications coming up. That was developing and breaking just about five minutes before we went on the air. And then 20 minutes later, we found out something that is more definitive, that the NFL has stripped the Dolphins of a pair of draft picks. Most importantly, coming up next year in the first round, they find their owner, Stephen Ross, a million and a half bucks because of tampering that the league found proof of involving both Tom Brady going back to when he was still with the Patriots in 2019 and Sean Payton last year when he was still under contract as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. I will talk about that coming up in five minutes. The other headline there, and this was all based on the allegations made by former Dolphin head coach Brian Flores, who was suing the Dolphins because he alleges that there was a financial incentive for him to tank in 2019. The league found no evidence of that, although, and I'll read you the statement coming up, they came close to saying, well, there might have been some conversation, but there's no proof the Dolphins intentionally lost games or were looking for their head coach to achieve that goal. And here's a preview of what's coming up. There are different recollections about the wording, timing, and context of the remark. That's why we have lawyers, folks. They make a lot of money to come up with games involving predicates and nominatives as we are diagramming a sentence. Let's get to Soto. Soto is going to San Diego. Alvin, show me your lightning boat. I I know it's the wrong team, but they're gone. Everything involving the Padres now is coming together. I'm old enough to remember when Steve Garvey took his talents down to five. And you had those bumper stickers. Steve Garvey is not my Padre, but that was then. This is now. The best young player in all of baseball, Juan Soto, is leaving Washington. Like everybody else seems to do. So, Nat fans... I feel your pain. You couldn't hang on to Bryce Harper. Max Scherzer said goodbye. Trey Turner, now a Dodger. And Soto, at the age of just 23, the prototypical five-tool player is on his way to San Diego. And think about that collection of star power now in Southern California, teaming with Manny Machado. And Fernando Tatis is about to make his season debut Later on here in the month of August, coming all the way back from the broken wrist, and the Padres were active yesterday, picking up all-star closer Josh Hader from the Brewers. I know, and I didn't call him Bill. I really practiced that. What's going on with Barry? A very dark season on HBO. I don't know what's going to happen next year. Just make sure Henry Winkler is untouched. Hader 
if you still follow baseball closely, you know, has been wobbly this year. But it tells us that San Diego is highly motivated. The hater move more marginal. The Soto acquisition is a blockbuster. And we were reading some reaction, and I continue to scour the internet. Some baseball scribes calling this the biggest deal we've ever seen approaching the trade deadline. We don't know all of the players going back, and this is not a baseball podcast, so I won't bore you with all the details, but amongst names you might know, Mackenzie Gore, who's on the big league roster as a pitcher for San Diego, and up to five or six players could be sent from the Padres to the Nets. Eric Hosmer, according to reports now, is balking at the move. He has a no-trade clause, so maybe he's just looking for more money to waive it. But with Soto, yes, it's a balk. Take a base. Soto is going to San Diego and not Los Angeles. And I think many of us, even though I live in the city of Los Angeles, did you know that Los Angeles has has its own city tax? I found that out the hard way. Because we don't pay enough taxes in the state of California at 9% going to Sacramento. But as a resident of L.A., I am tired of the Dodgers getting everybody. They are the new evil empire. And I'm saying this as somebody who grew up as a Yankee fan with George Steinbrenner spent money like you do on a Friday night. And Johnny Kemp just got paid. So the Dodgers should not have the unlimited ability to get every superstar. It makes the game even more predictable and stale than it is. And I'm just talking about the overall dynamic of the league, not what's happening between the lines. Because when you've heard me fill in for Jim before, and I'm Brian Weber in for the Hall of Famer, your phone calls, a possibility in 10 minutes at 1-800-636-8686. More of your tweets coming up. That's BW Weber, Weber with two Bs. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that sound. Brings a smile to my face every single time because that is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. That's why I love that sound. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere and synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. They can do all of that for you. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. I know where we started. I know where we are right now, and I'm still on that journey. And like mine, Shopify powers over millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase, and get a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E right now, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. I have been accused of being a baseball basher, not the case. Baseball was my first love. I'm 52 with a sciatica. My life is over. The whole reason that I wanted to be a broadcaster was I love baseball more than members of my family as a Ute wanting to be a part of MLB. My issue with the game as currently constructed, the ball just is not in play enough for all the reasons you know. The shift was just going away. Uh, 
the specialization of the pitching staff. Nobody goes more than five innings and all of the fascination on analytics saying swing for the fences, put the ball in the air so it's either all or nothing at all, home run or strikeout. But the other issue for baseball is we talk about the same handful of teams that have the ability to outspend everybody. And good for the Padres agreeing to pick up Soto. Now for Washington, as Shaq once said, tell me how my bleep tastes. Because when we found out the report just prior to the All-Star game, and it had to have come from Washington. Whenever you have a question about where a story originates from, just ask a basic question. Who benefits? Who benefited from the report that Soto had turned down a 15-year contract for $440 million bucks? Remember, Soto can't get to free agency until after 2024. Two more years. So the Padres... When the deal becomes official, have locked up one of the best young players in all of baseball for this October when presumably there'll be a wild card. I don't think they're catching the Dodgers 12 games out in the division, but doesn't matter if you are a wild card or division winner anymore. You got him for this October, next October, and the year after. And Soto, I think, is doing the right thing by freeing himself from the Nats because they are abysmal this year. He'll have the option now to see, does he like the fit in San Diego? Does he vibe, as you kids say, with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado? Think about the swag that's going to be connected to that team. And he'll be in a position then with his super agent, Scott Boris, who's very shrewd, to bet on himself, go with a shorter deal, four or five years, get the highest average annual salary in baseball, and then get paid again before he's 32 years old. So, to me, great news for the Padres. I'm going to go with semantics. They are a smaller market based on spending and based on not bumping into the repeat taxpayer threshold that the Yankees don't want to go near. That's why the Yankees are making marginal moves, picking up a couple pitchers yesterday. This is great for San Diego. And just for casual fans, the Dodgers should not have all of the star power on the team, even more than they already have, right? With bets and the rest. It feels like the Dodgers, and we know that nothing is guaranteed in postseason play, have this unfair competitive advantage because of their willingness to spend whatever it takes. If you're a Dodger fan, you'll say tough luck. That's what the Yankees did for decades. I'm just looking for more competitive balance around baseball. couple minutes on the NFL breaking news. And we spent... 20 minutes on it in the first hour of the program. So, with the headline being, I'll just read it verbatim, League strips Dolphins of their first-round pick next year and finds Miami owner Stephen Ross a million and a half bucks for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. As we discussed with Josh Alper from ProFootballTalk.com, that is not news. Those stories have been out there for a while. Most of it came out in the wake of Brady's retirement, and then the quick reversal and the comeback with Tom Brady celebrating his 45th birthday tomorrow. Well, maybe he wanted to do it in Miami. And shirt your joke there about old people going to the Sunshine State. Instead, he stayed in Tampa Bay. But all this came out as a result of the allegations made by the former Dolphin head coach, Brian Flores, who had the real 
juicy accusation that Stephen Ross paid him or at least offered to pay him. But anytime you have the inducement, the financial incentive of a hundred grand in 2019 to lose, well, that is the very definition of cutting into the integrity of the game. So the league comes out with their strongly worded statements as Roger Goodell does sanctimony almost as well as I do. Quote, investigators found tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity, but went on to say the league found no evidence of intentionally losing games. Thank you very much. They offered themselves the outs. A little bit of wiggle room because the most salacious on a big word Tuesday allegation made by Flores was the hundred grand to lose. And the league carefully said there was no evidence of that. However, the alleged conversation may have occurred because in their words, quote, there are different recollections about the wording, timing, and context of the remarks. So the problem for Flores, as his lawsuit continues, is going to be unless somebody else in that room decides to back him, unless somebody says, I don't want a future in professional football, I'm going to tell the truth. This is, unfortunately, from the point of view of Brian Flores, although he's got to have some satisfaction about the Dolphins getting docked the first round pick and his former boss getting fined a million and a half bucks. Ross suspended through October 17. I don't think he's going to be able to, in my estimation, as based so far on the league findings, come up with demonstrable proof, no evidence that, in fact, the offer was made. The old quid pro quo, right now, there's not enough proof to flush out those allegations, but the headline will be, especially for Patriot fans, well, what do you think about Tom Brady now? Tommy Terrific, flirting with the Dolphins in 2019, and those conversations continued through last year when he was under contract with the Buccaneers. Sean Payton's just taking calls, I think. He was trying to figure out if Brady could land in Miami. Sure, I'll sign up to be the head coach. But to me, that's not the surprising nor newsworthy part of what the league has announced today. It's that they came this close And again, they parse their words, and you can see it on television, this close, SM all, this close to validating what Flores has alleged, but the proof just is not there. I'm Brian Weber. It's a special edition of Court TV. Coming up, torts. What is a tort? A civil wrong. 1-800-636-8686. Okay, phone calls are coming up. More reaction. I apologize. I'm an old broadcaster. When there's breaking news, I get very excited. I think I want to start this with a quick question. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day long? Well then, Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel, and it offers 48-hour sweat and odor protection. 48 hours. Now that right there is a number. 48 hours. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin, and it's quick and easy to use, especially when you're on the go. Also, Dove Men Dry Spray contains Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin, leaving your skin feeling comfortable, and it helps to protect it. What I'm saying is, 
Try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry. Clean feel all day. Brian Weber back with you. We have been moving quickly with all the breaking news. We can now pause, exhale, and get interactive. Coming up at 1-800-636-8686. More of your tweets along the way. Rick gave me a preview. Someone has referred to me as intolerable. That's a compliment. Better than deplorable. More Twitter reaction straight ahead. In 15 minutes, we will... Dust off one of my favorite traditions in the month of August. And really, it's a way for me to go across the entire NFL. It happens just about every year. In fact, only two seasons in the last two decades. This has not occurred. Who's going to go from worst to first to win their division? You'll recall the Bengals achieved that goal last year, made it all the way to the Super Bowl. That is coming up because I have been pontificating, because I am taking myself so seriously with all the breaking news. I want to be open to having a conversation. It's a talk show after all. The goal is to talk. Let's hit the phone lines. 1-800-636-8686. First up, Ian in Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's 112 degrees, presumably. Hey, Ian, you're on with Brian Weber. What's up? And I got no air conditioning. Oh, wait, Ian, Ian. No AC in the Valley of the Sun? Of course. Why do you think I'd give you a call? (laughs) It's not like I work for a living. Do you have heat stroke? That's why you were induced to call me? I mean, I'm concerned about your well-being. Oh, I'm fine. The one soda thing gave me some uh, hydration stuff. Okay, what's on your mind? Well, so what's, what's your thought about Soto? Um, up and down the Inland Empire, this is Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Nice. I want to talk sports with you. The best 15 minutes of your life. I had to get up down my system. Thank you, thank you. Um, but don't feel bad because even though you might be incorrigible, I think you're doing a little better than um, somebody named uh, Napier. That's okay. All right, we're not doing the power ranking, so we'll say goodbye. I gave him a lot of room with the hacksaw impersonation. Now, I needed more of the guttural, and I'm not stealing Jim's act more than I do. If Ritt was a good producer, Lee Hamilton is available. He's got a lot of free time. Show me your lightning bolt. Who better than the butter knife to give me instant reaction to the Soto, to the Padres deal? I will say no. Weber is going to pass on that. Instead, we will continue to get expert opinion and more outside voices in the final hour of the program, about an hour and 10 minutes from now, when we take you across Major League Baseball with the trade deadline coming up at 6 Eastern. Looking forward to our latest conversation with Joe Sheehan of the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter, joesheehan.com. What are realistic expectations for the rest of the season for the Padres? They're not going to catch the Dodgers unless the Dodgers have the 1978 Red Sox collapse with San Diego a dozen games out in the division, but with the wild card, certainly a possibility. Soto on his way, teaming with Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. getting set to make his season debut after he's been out the entire year with a broken wrist. We'll talk Padres coming up in addition to what we're going to accomplish presently. Let's see if this is better. If it's terrible, I'm going to do my rant about why I don't take phone calls. Here is Jason in Virginia. Hey, Jason, I appreciate you being patient. You're on CBS Sports Radio. How are you? 
Hey, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful, sir, as my father. You can just okay. say what's up, right? Okay, sorry about that, boss man. But, uh, yeah, the raw suspension with the lifetime Miami Dolphin fan myself, and uh, I was called the producer. I said, you know, you realize that that suspension, that's the same thing as Deshaun Watson. He said, actually, you know, they got one day longer. He got one day longer than Deshaun Watson. But, anyways, that's a whole other situation. And uh, looking back at that 2019 season, if you remember the Monday night game where they draw the tank on the uh, field for the mm-hmm. Dolphins, you know, you, you kind of wonder if they were really, maybe they were trying to tank. Maybe him and Ross had the discussion. And when I say he, we're talking about Flores. And uh, Ross just, or Flores kind of got mad. I think we went on a little winning streak at the end of the season there. Jason, I appreciate the phone call. At least he didn't call me Big Boss Man. Ray Trailer was his name, one of the seminal wrestlers of the late 1980s, making the move from World Championship Wrestling to the WWE. Oh, there's a lot of reaction coming up. That is an intriguing point. And apparently Ritt is working today. He has led me to whip out my Brown schedule. Excuse me while I whip this out. I just happen to have it handy. So if the Watson suspension stands at six games, a reminder, the NFL has until 9 a.m. Eastern on Thursday to make their intent clear whether they're going to appeal or not. If the suspension is enforced for six games, the last game Watson will miss that will feature Jacoby Brissett under center would be Sunday, October 16th against the Patriots. If you don't know the details on the Stephen Ross, Miami's owner, suspension, he is not allowed to attend games or even go to the facility through October 17th. So now you're going to say, wait a minute. Tampering leads to a suspension for an owner that is one day longer than Deshaun Watson, who has 24 lawsuits against him. The New York Times alleging 66 different women being contacted for the purposes of massages by Watson, all on social media. No men, all women. Interesting development. And four known accusers who made their testimony in front of the federal judge, Sue Robinson, leading to the six-game suspension. And here is the problem with how the NFL approaches discipline. Because inevitably, it leads to the what about conversation we're having. And unfortunately, all of these cases are different. So I saw it all day long on Twitter yesterday. Well, what about Calvin Ridley? Why is he suspended for an entire season for coming up with parlay bets on his phone? Two things. There's a strict anti-gambling policy in the NFL. Secondly, they have proof because there are electronic receipts. So it's not a matter of interpretation or Watson saying steadfastly, I've done nothing wrong. And the four women who were part of the NFL's process offering a very different and horrific account. Unfortunately, from a standpoint of Clarity and fact-finding, we don't know what happened. We can make our presumptions. We can come up with what seems logical, but that's the difference between Ridley or, for example, DeAndre Hopkins, who still says, I didn't do anything wrong. Now, has anybody who's gotten popped for PED said, yeah, you got me? I was hanging out with Victor Conte. I went back to Balco. I got in the hot tub time machine and said, give me the good stuff from 1998. Of course, New Hopkins is going to stick to that story, but he got six games because 
there is a specific PED policy and there's a positive test. For Watson, this is still filled with ambiguity and I have a feeling it's not done yet. All right, I promised you the balance of power with quarterbacks in the AFC West. We're going to call it audible. I'm back tomorrow. Maybe it'll come up tomorrow. I'll give you a couple tweets, and then we are going to go through my favorite exercise every summer because it allows me to just plow my way across the NFL and give you sizzling hot observations about all of the important things that come to mind in the National Football League. All right, CG Claus. I know my opinion doesn't matter to you, but Brian Weber is absolutely intolerable. Please do better with your stand-ins. Now, I think I'm a fill-in. A stand-in would be if we're doing a movie and I was doubling for Jim. But Jim wouldn't allow that because there's only one Jim. So if we're doing Space Jam, the third installment, the second one was terrible because LeBron doesn't know what he's doing and Jim wasn't in it. If we come up with... The third installment of the trilogy, Jim needs a break. They put me in as the stand-in for lighting. Okay, I can see that, Mr. Claus. Stand-ins don't talk either, which you might prefer. I can do Marceau Marceau. Mime is money for the last hour and a half. A couple more. Aspen Spin, since I mentioned Rit as a character on a Western. No offense to Rit, but he's all hat and no cattle. Mark in Ukaipa, B-Web, Rit's name would be Fester. Now, is that Uncle Fester? Do you have a light bulb over there? <laughs> that is an obscure reference. War Web eating Chuck Wabbit. <laughs> War Web eating Chuck Wagon McRibs. All right. Obscure commercial takeaway. That Chuck Wagon freaked me out as it would run through the house. This is about a 1977 commercial. Last one. Aaron in Iowa. Hey, B-Web. They should remake the 1973 movie Westworld, not the HBO series, which is getting weirder and weirder, where Rit is the gunslinger played by Yul Brenner. A lot of bald smack. I'll allow it. After all, I'm the stand-in. Coming up, we're going to block out the next scene. We're going to get the director of photography to work on things. Maybe a little makeup, but I'm only here to keep the chair warm. I am sensitive, right? One mean tweet, and now my confidence is shot. Coming up, it is a tradition unlike any other, and a way for me to go across the entire NFL. In addition to more thoughts on Juan Soto on his way to San Diego with the Major League Baseball trade deadline coming up at 6 Eastern. Will the NFL appeal to the Sean Watson suspension? They have until Thursday morning. The breaking news, the Dolphins have been, now at this point, thank you, it's a mammal, not a fish, stripped of the first-round pick next year. The owner, Stephen Ross, fined a million and a half bucks, suspended through October 17 for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton, but no evidence of tanking. You can take a little bit of a hiatus. Always, though, just keep your radio turned on to CBS Sports Radio and have the Odyssey app streaming at all time. This is one of the shows where I show up. I just walk in a couple minutes and before we turn on the mic and say, what's going on, guys? And they hand me the USA Today. So when I have the roadmap... By now, hopefully, it is apparent that I come with a lot of content, and I know I speak quickly. That's why I over-enunciate to 
try to balance it. But it's one of the days where the format went goodbye, everybody, five minutes prior to air when we found out that ESPN, Jeff Passan, their insider, the first to report that a mega deal in baseball was actually going to happen just prior to the trade deadline coming up at 6 Eastern later today. So Juan Soto on his way to the Padres, still finalizing the package coming back to the Woeful Nats. But player you might know, Mackenzie Gore, apparently Eric Hosmer is not going to be part of the deal. Still, the overall takeaway is... Padres continue to be aggressive and just from a standpoint of baseball being more interesting to casual fans, it is better for MLB to have more relevant teams to talk about, especially with a collection of star power now assembling in San Diego with Manny Machado, the return of Fernando Tatis Jr. getting set to come all the way back from that broken wrist and the best young hitter in baseball in Soto who is only 23 years old. Padres, when the deal becomes official, will have him under team control for this October, if they can sneak in as a wild card. Next October and the following October, he does not get the free agency until 2024. I mentioned in passing that it's got to be very rough to be a Nats fan. History is my niche That is more annoying than I normally am. Niche, if you like. Washington had a franchise. They actually had two versions of the Senators that were so irrelevant for so many years. They moved to Minnesota. Second version moved to Texas. And there was a phrase, old-timey baseball, back in the days of black and white, movie tone news, and gentlemen wearing hats to day games. Washington was first in war, first in peace, Last in the American League. And now for Washington, (laughs) the latest version, you can finish that dot, dot, dot. The Nats are abysmal, and they just can't keep players in our nation's capital. So I went through the ones that came to mind, namely Bryce Harper and Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. One of you tweeters, as I was looking for affirmation to bolster my wobbly ego, reminded me, Kyle Schwarber, no longer with the Nats, also in Philadelphia. So if you're a Nat fan, I'm sorry. And I'm not one of these folks on the radio who tell you who to root for. And allegiances can shift. Now, again, in my demographic, if you were born into a family rooting for a team, you were stuck with that. And there would be consequences. Back in the old days when parents used to hit kids, if you flipped from, say, being a Yankee fan to a Met fan, there was going to be hell to pay. We live in a mobile society. Root for whoever you want to. If you're a Nat fan... I don't understand why you would support this franchise anymore, given the turnstile that's developed in D.C. And then a final thought, and we'll get back to this in the last hour, because 60 minutes from now, we take you across baseball. We'll find out if more moves could be on the way prior to the trade deadline coming up. But at least we had a hugely significant deal, because often this day is slow. But we'll cover it all with Joe Sheehan of Joe Sheehan's baseball newsletter at JoeSheehan.com. The Padres, in addition to bolstering their outlook for the wild card, 12 games back of the Dodgers within the division, and their future, block the Dodgers from picking up yet another superstar. Because with Mookie Betts and Trey Turner and the rest, and I understand the postseason guarantees you nothing. If you just want to talk about the random 
path that is baseball's playoffs. We know everything is accelerated. And for all that dough, the Dodgers have won a single World Series in the quote-unquote modern era. And it came in the COVID setting in Texas. And Kirk Gibson is not limping through that door anytime soon. Still, it just would have felt even more unfair and pointed out the imbalance between the handful of haves and the vast majority of have-nots that have led to baseball having even less appeal. And I want to stay relevant, and I don't want to be thrown out for the final hour of the program, so I'm not going to talk any more baseball until we get to hour number three. I'm Brian Weber, in for Jim Rome, with football being the dominant focus of the last hour of the show. 1-800-636-8686. I'm going to squeeze in a little college football, which is three weeks away, although I've had two opportunities to live up to forward promotion, and I've decided to ad-lib my way through what was mapped out because we've had the Soto story to address, still waiting for the NFL to make its decision. They have to make it clear by Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern, are they going to appeal the Sean Watson six-game suspension? I'm back tomorrow, so I have a feeling that could dominate the program as well. But we're also... Still reacting to what happened at 12.20 Eastern time when the league, and if you want to just think about things deductively, and I can do Brian Windhorst because we're on television, what if, no, I can't do that. I don't want the tweets comparing me to Windhorst, all right? He's a very talented guy. Uncle Brian is down, not emotionally, just down in many important ways. Do you think it's just a coincidence that the league decided to announce today Less than 24 hours after what is an unpopular, based on Twitter polls and other unscientific metrics, a six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. Less than 24 hours later, we get this Miami news. Is this the NFL version of Wag the Dog? No, nothing to see here. Stop talking about Deshaun Watson, Mr. Radio Guy. I'm going to throw you Tom Brady in a headline. We're going to knock down allegations of tanking, and we're going to prove that we, as a league, treat owners even more severely than we treat players. Now, we know that's not true, because if we're getting into the actual verbiage of what federal judge Sue Robinson found in the Watson case, using the term nonviolent sexual behavior, also had the term nonviolent sexual assault, but... Nonviolent sexual behavior occurred on the final page of her document, among her ultimate findings. Well, is Robert Kraft accused of nonviolent sexual behavior? I know legally that case went away. How about the Washington football team? Dan Snyder, have there been allegations of nonviolent sexual behavior? Either one of those owners facing any consequences for that behavior? And don't tell me that Snyder has been pushed away from the team based on the allegations that came to light on the workplace environment in D.C. because his wife is still running the team. So here's the league saying we're going to punish one of our own, quote-unquote, 31 individuals and families and the Packers that make up the most exclusive club in all of sports. Stephen Ross find a million and a half bucks because of the tampering the league found to be true with both Tom Brady 
going back to playing for the Patriots in 2019, all the way through last year in Tampa Bay, and Sean Payton last year before he stepped aside from New Orleans thinking, I can go to Miami, I can have Tom Brady as my quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to have that conversation. So that's how the Dolphins wound up in this kind of trouble. But it's all because of the allegations made by Brian Flores and his lawsuit. Flores, though, did not get what he was looking for because the league left themselves just enough wiggle room saying that there is no proof that Ross actually offered Flores hundred grand to tank in 2019 and said, though, and this is interesting wordplay, there are different recollections about the wording, timing, and context of the remark. But even if it was made in jest, it carries an unnecessary potential risk with it. All right. Different recollections about the wording, timing, and context of the remark. That's like when Rit and I have our production meeting with the rehearsal at 4 a.m., and he remembers nothing. When I give him my detailed 17-page rundown, as I write out my ad-libs, Rit then would say to me, no, I have a different recollection about the wording, timing, and context of your remarks. Just keep clutching the microphone. Good night, 